Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. It is May 19th. This is the AEW post-show review. I got Alex Palowski here. You might know him from literally last night <laughs> when he reviewed NXT and yeah. did Sour Graps for Monday Night Raw. Alex, how you doing? Uh, good. Ho- uh, hopefully there's uh, not as many um, technical difficulties with this stream as there was for me last night. Uh I was YouTube watching crashed. <laughs> YouTube crashed and I was watching my, my viewers go steadily down. And I was like, what was it? Something I said. <laughs> and then the chat was like, no, it was just buffering. I was like, Oh darn. I'm glad because then we got those viewers counted twice. Go <laughs> ahead and uh, <laughs> head over. Watch Alex's post show review. Uh, Bronson Reed won the NXT title from a guy that I interviewed this week. Johnny Gargano. Oh, I got yeah. an interview with the former Sienna. Allison K dropping Thursday. She was just announced for the ROH Women's Title Tournament. We got Robert DeFelice here as well. He's he's around here covering a lot of that stuff. Yeah, Robert, how it's you a, doing? I'm good. It's always something I said. So let's see how this goes. <laughs> Indeed, it is, guys. Please leave a thumbs up. Please tap the bell for notifications. Check out our other stuff. We got the distraction on Thursday. Today was a very scatterbrained. Wednesday news show. Jimmy Van let me know about three hours before that he wasn't going to be able to appear. I had decided to bring Jeremy on. And then in between that, we broke the news of about four or five WWE firings, including one that, yeah. Um, And then there were about four or five others announced. We have a ton of news on Fightful Select. One of those firings, Drake Wirtz, almost got beat up by a wrestler backstage. He uh, also walked out on a Triple H uh, backstage meeting at one point. You're going to want to read that update. 
You, are, did, you are definitely going to want to read that. Oh, let me tell you guys, if I ain't much of a gossip guy, but if you are, <laughs> boy, that's that's the story for you. Please subscribe to FightfulSelect.com, and tomorrow afternoon I'll be posting my Q&A questions, and uh, you can ask me whatever the hell you want about this day. Of course, uh, we, we do feel for uh, almost all of those that lost their jobs today. Hope that they get back on their feet. Definitely uh, hoping for the best there, but lots of stuff going on in the wrestling world. My God, there's just so much going on. I had an update on Don Callis and Kenny Omega and Impact today. I had an update on uh, Allison Kay and her contact with AEW today. I had a bunch of stuff today. So subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. Without further ado, let's talk about AEW Dynamite. Now, next week, we've just decided how this is going to go. Uh, the SmackDown post show will air on time. I won't be here. So uh, as of right now, it's looking like Jeremy and Robert. And then after AEW Dynamite, which is on Friday at 10 p.m. Eastern, it looks like Alex and maybe Robert will be joining. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we, we'll see how we'll see how all that goes. But man, it, it's getting wild, right? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah definitely getting wild. Uh, this this. Uh, this whole um, experiment of, of the 10 p.m. Eastern Dynamite will be interesting. They, they, they've loaded it up with a lot of interesting stuff, so that's cool. Um, and then, hey, Friday nights are going to be an AEW thing for reals soon. Yeah. yeah. I feel bad for 205 Live as if they needed more <laughs> people to not watch them. So they announced today... TBS will be picking up AW Dynamite in 2022. To me, it's a lateral move. It's whatever, a different Turner network. Who cares, right? Uh, having having a lot of the Dynamite on TNT stuff was fun for the nostalgia's sake, but I, I don't really care what Turner network it's on. Uh, but then it was announced that AW Rampage would be launching. This is the the much anticipated third hour of AEW TV on cable that people have been waiting for and discussing. Tony Khan has said in the past that, uh, well, maybe it'll feature the FTW title more. Robert, what are you looking at when you see this? It's a big payday for AEW supposedly. So that's a damn good thing. It's huge. It's wrestling on TBS again, which is meaningful to a lot in that company. I'm sure, especially Cody, especially Jim Ross Fridays on TNT for rampage. I want to see what they're going to do with their first true. Okay. This is our SmackDown to dynamite's Monday night raw. I want to see where this goes. Alex, how are you feeling about this new news? Um, well, as far as like the whole debate of or what, whether or not it's good or bad for AEW from TNT to TBS, um, I, I don't have cable anymore. But when I did, yeah. TNT was on 245, and TBS was on 246. Like, yeah. literally, it's it's the exact same thing. It's owned by the same people. It's, like, within 400,000 homes of being in the exact same number of people's houses. It's a, it's a, if, you, if you have one on your cable package, you most likely have the other. So it's not like they're they're going to like you know El Ray or something. You're never going to find him again. Well, like El Ray doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> exactly. So <I> hope not. <laughs> exactly. So I think this is fine, and it's it's, it's good to, to to get them in a place where where they're not going to be messed around with. Well, actually, we we got the NHL now, so now we have a problem. Now they're as long as they don't come up against Braves games, they're going to be good. And I and I love the idea 
of of having having a second show, like not on YouTube, but on on TV. That's going to be a really cool thing for them. Yeah, as I said earlier, if it starts out like WWF Heat started out, sure, cool, I'll take that. Uh, also, we posted news on Fightful Select on the location of AEW Full Gear, and it confirmed with AEW officials they're headed to St. Louis for Full Gear. I should be there for that as well. Uh, but guys, while you're here, donate a super chat, please. Get your question or statement read on the air. Uh, also, I just want to say, I hope at some point next year, even if it's just once, I want to see AEW do a start time of seven for their pay-per-view. That way they can do a 6.05 on Saturday <laughs> TBS pre-show. Got to do it. That's yes. what I want. I, I even would get nostalgic because I remember WCW main event on Sundays. I would watch that, and that would serve as their pre-show often. Uh, guys, get in your Super Chats. We have a bunch like from Evan Wright saying, Kenny Omega versus Chris, Chris Statlander, please and thanks. I am not interested in that. Aaron H says, Alex is fire. The other guys are there, I guess. Well, thank you very much. I greatly appreciate that. Yes. We've got people saying, watch the distraction Thursday. Yeah, yeah, sure. Hope you guys are having a lovely lovely evening. We are. And Ryan B. Jam says, with AEW moving to TBS, how does that affect their international TV deals? It doesn't. It does not. And somebody says, rename the title as a TV title. I don't care what they name it. They could call it the, the... the Dickwad title for all I care. Actually, that probably wouldn't be a good idea, but I, I don't care that much that they're not on TNT and it, it being the TNT title. I just, it's such a, just a non-issue for me. Yeah, I think people are reading way too much into that. And it's, they still have content on TNT, including what will basically be Clash of the Champions quarterly uh, starting next year. So that's exciting. Eloquent says, who tried to fight Drake? I want to buy his merch. Hey, subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. Throw us a bone, guys. Uh, Evan Wright says, Brian Danielson or Jay White as the Joker at Double or Nothing? I would be surprised if it were either one of them. If I had to guess, I'd say it'd be the guy they announced doing commentary for the match. Uh, Paul White? Yeah. That would that would make a lot of sense. They did announce the the sort of rest of that that show tonight and i was very excited about that but let's go ahead and talk about the actual show samuel stahl sends a super chat and says after one of the best days i've had as a teacher come home from a 12-hour field trip crash on the couch and watch some wrestling let's spread the joy also woo st louis hey i'll be there man i loathe st louis as a sports city but you know what i loathe cleveland too and i loved visiting that city alex you know you know how how that runs deep especially among NL Central teams, yep. uh, uh, well, sports teams specifically, it really broke my heart that Cleveland actually did not suck ass. Like, I thought I was going to go there and the city was going to suck. And I went yeah. there and I was like, man, it's kind of cool here. Yeah. I mean, I, I've been to the St. Louis Zoo, yeah. but that's, that's pretty much it. I mean, the whole thing's a zoo. There, there, there you go. I mean, come on. Come on. <laughs> Tony LaRussa managed those <laughs> Those turds. <laughs> Come on now. It's a good thing he didn't manage the zoo. He had people throwing fastballs at the gorillas. <laughs> All right. John Mock, or actually Christian Cage versus Matt Seidel start things off. This was what you thought it'd be. It's Christian Cage, that total fucking coward who ducked Big E, uh, <laughs> beating Matt Seidel in a solid match. Christian Cage, uh, the coward that he is, Captain Coward, uh, is such a good ring general and an amazing coward. But this is this match is what you thought, Robert. I mean, it, he's a coward. 
this was Christian Cage has never looked better. He looks like he hasn't aged a day. And he just went out there and had a great match with Matt Seidel. And I'm surprised they never ran this back on uh, Evan Bourne and Christian when they were in WWE. But this is their first match. And it was as good as you'd expect, if not better. Uh, Alex, what did you think of this? I thought that Christian Cage deserved to get his ass kicked for being such a coward. Yeah, I know. Um, I, I, I thought this was great. I thought that, that both guys... Um, it's weird to think of like Matt Seidel as like veteran Matt Seidel because we just know him as like the dude who does flips from from 12 years ago and like I'm gonna do a shooting star press with an RKO whoops like it's he's not that guy anymore like he's got all kinds of ring IQ now it's a lot of fun to watch him work as a guy who's like yeah I could do that and kill myself or I could do some really cool Matt based stuff like it's a lot of fun to watch that guy now and I'm I'm really intrigued to see like where he where his career goes in W in W uh, AEW, um, but uh, I think I think Christian's doing some really really great stuff with just telling the story in the ring of like hey this guy's not what I thought he was uh, and that hurt and all this kind of like little things that he will tell a story with his with the way he moves in the ring and the way his facial expressions he's just a master at it I love it. Uh, Evan Wright says he loved Christian Cage breaking out the spear, as did I. Like, he yeah. looks great. Yeah. He looks really great right now, um, and and I'm, I'm happy to see it. Like, all jokes aside, my God, I am just so happy to see this guy back and doing – and, like, we kind of always thought – once Daniel Bryan came back, I think we always were like, maybe Christian, too. Maybe Christian, too. So – um I, I'm I'm just very glad to see it. And Ryan B. Jam says, calling Christian to win the Casino Battle Royal. That's how he gets his only title shot. I think that'd be good. If he won that and then lost the title match in the main event of a Dynamite, mm-hmm. and you build it up, you build it up really well. I think they could do that, Robert. Uh, Fighter Fest, Kenny Omega, Christian Cage. Sounds about right. And if they do it on Dynamite again, like they did last year, I think that's a very good way to go. Watching Cage hit or, or uh, Cage hit people with power bombs is not getting old. Adam Hangman Page came out to to rescue boy as if it couldn't be enough. Page comes out to rescue Cage from <laughs> Cage, and then Page got hit with a massive power bomb. There you if, go. If Ethan Page had been there, we would never be able to to talk about this segment. Woof! Ah, uh, boy. The acclaimed versus John Moxley and Eddie Kingston loved the backstage promos. Talk like Eddie Kingston and John Moxley talking about rappers and Is, super kicks. Do you actually have to throw super kicks in order to get invited to said super kick party? I don't know how it goes. I love these guys to my very core. They're so so great. Like like in the middle of of Eddie's rant about super kicks. You just have Moxley go, I definitely don't throw super kicks. Like, it's just, it's such a great, like, undercutting. Their promos together are a work of art, man. They're like an old comedy duo in vaudeville. They're so great together. They sound it's, human. And that's, yes. that's something that is so missing from wrestling. It's so true. We've got uh, Samuel Guloy saying, great dynamite tonight. Mox and Kingston choking out the Bucks and stealing their shoes was great. I should have read that at the end of the show. But, yes, it was great. And I yeah. will talk about that. Uh, later on um, if if we haven't gotten to your super chat don't worry we will as the segment happens I see a lot of people like resending 
uh, varsity blonde stuff. We haven't gotten there yet. We're, we'll, talk we, about we, we'll talk about it. Chris Rain says Eddie and Mox were cracking me up. So this is why I was happy that they came out first. And to Wild Thing again. Now, is Wild Thing like my favorite song? No. Am I just happy that they're using real songs? Yes. Are mm. the crowds going to go like crazy for it? Yes. Of course they are. Makes sense to me, Alex. This is this is the one from Major League. This is like the Joan Jett cover. It always just sounds like yes. Joan Jett. It's that that kind of a thing. It's wonderful. It's got a wonderful late 80s like hair rock feel to it, which is so perfect for Moxley. Like he just feels like he's from a different era of just brawlers. It is. It's it's perfect. I, I love the song is from a different era. Yeah. He feels like he's from a different era. Yes, so does. give him that song, you know. That's that's really cool. And the crowd's gonna gonna sing it like crazy, like they do in Major League. Like exactly. it's so much better than doing like I understand why they did the old version last week, but that just that feels like it's too far in the past. Yes. <laughs> the Trogs is from like my dad's time and I'm 40. So like I understand, <laughs> like this is a lot better. I, I think this is a cool throwback. So yeah, our our generation identify that with Ricky Vaughn, Charlie Sheen, yep. and Major League, but that's 30 years ago. So it's gonna be Moxley's now. But the beauty of that is. Robert, if you've heard the song one time, you know the song. Yeah. Like, that's it. And and the version they use has the audience, and it's going to be so alive at Double or Nothing. And it's a good addition to the Moxley package. Ken Shiro says, Mox turning to Kingston and go, you do a little bit after Caster said he looks like a pack of Newports. (laughs) (laughs) That's so good. (laughs) So good. Oh, Jesus. And then, of course, there was the Max Caster oral sessions line uh dante v says max for tnt champ that oral sessions line is wow so i i do not think you guys should just be jumping the line in regards to anthony bowens like he is the perfect hype man for this stuff like he's doing so good and boy did he get laid into oh god jesus (laughs) christ I yeah. appreciated him saying, "What? She just wants us out as guests on her podcast." Yeah, but that wasn't enough to slake Moxley's thirst for blood, and he laid into him with that forearm. Jeez! So this was an ass whipping from Moxley and Kingston, and this is just one of those reasons I like AEW guys. Uh, they won a tag title shot. Well, you know what? They got to beat people to get it, and then if they do win the match. Well, FTR is going to be pretty pissed off about that because they didn't get a tag title match, and they have voiced that because they should be voicing that. Make it make sense, and they are. Darren Pittman says, or Darian Pittman says, uh, "Sup, guys? Great show." Eddie reminds me of a young Carl from Aqua Teen Hunger Force. <laughs> Don't know if y'all get that reference. It's still yeah, true. I, I do. So true. I do. Oh God. Oh Jesus Christ. Um, and Ryan B. James says, my only complaint last week is how Mox Eddie being unranked and getting a title shot was solved this week, uh, was with them being in the top five. Now it's almost like AEW didn't treat its fans like it's morons. That's what I'm saying. I don't care about the rankings, but if they have three, four, five wins in a row, that's all I need. I watch UFC, man. Three in a row is enough sometimes. Sometimes all you got to do is be former champions and win one and that happens, but what I don't like is people coming off of losses, getting title shots and stuff like that. It seems like they are making an effort. Nerdguru says, I hope Max Caster enjoys his last night alive for that shot at Renee. Mox is going to show up Triple H style at his house. <laughs> Moxley's businessman, and I love it. 
Yeah. Uh, Renee served it up good though. She said, listen, you gotta get a blue check mark and a few more wins before I even invite you onto the podcast. So good for Renee. Evan Wright says, I'm sold on Wild Thing. Now with this version fancying along the box, uh, Eddie energy flows off the screen and gets me excited. Buddy, let me tell you. Man, there's but- not there's there's not a lot I miss about traveling for this job. I love that right now I'm 15 feet away from my bed. I can walk across the hall, go right to sleep right now. If I wanted to, these two could carry the show, but I miss covering AEW shows live, AEW pay-per-views live. And until you're there, whether you like Jericho or that goddamn Judas song or not, until you're there and you experience it, there's really no replicating it. And I'm going to get to hear wild thing. And I'm going to get to hear the pixies. And I'm going to hear what what the hell else is there? They probably have Jungle Boy Jungle Boys on there. I am very excited to feel that environment again. And it's like, oh yeah, this is what happens when they care, and that's what I want to see. And you know what else I want to see, uh, Alex Mox and Kingston in a buddy cop movie. <laughs> it's like, listen, they're now they're part of the Warner family. Like they should get their own damn show on like limited series on HBO Max. I wish, I wish, buddy. You you have no idea when I saw them, uh, like the the Warner Discovery merger. I'm like, oh, please absorb into HBO Max. I don't want to pay this extra eight bucks to watch Joe Kenda every month. Come on, damn it! Come on, damn it! Uh, <laughs> Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page cut a promo about how they love what they did to Darby Allen and Sting. <laughs> I love Ethan Page being like, listen, it wasn't all my fault but it was a lot my fault that you yeah. lost the title i want him to do the reverse snitsky where he takes credit and blame for like everything and i would love that sting and darby allen come out darby has ethan's name on a skateboard and ethan's like listen buddy better you than me and gets out of there the story wasn't even the promo for me the story was the announcement at the end of the show Tag team match at double or nothing. And it was specified by Tony Schiavone. This will not be a cinematic match. Yeah. Robert, what's going through your head, buddy? They got that in there. And of course, your first match with full capacity, you got to have Sting in the ring. It's been six years since he's competed. I've never seen him live wrestle ever. Unreal. That's amazing. And he's in there with the perfect two. Uh, Scorpio and Ethan are going to, you know, take care of him. That's going to be a special moment for fans and almost a good, not total goodbye because they don't leave till July, but a good parting of the ways for the Daily's Place crowd. They get Sting. I think that's really cool. Alex, there were a whole lot of people about a month ago going, how's Miro doing over in AEW? (laughs) Well, they look pretty dumb now. There were a couple people about three or four weeks ago that Ethan Page is just on dark and elevation. What's he doing now? Well, I don't know. Uh, a complete dork for wrestling gets to wrestle. Sting! <laughs> yeah. I would imagine Giovanni hammered pretty, that home, too. would imagine he's pretty happy with his decision to, to jump over to AEW, yeah? Oh, yeah. No, this is the thing. Like, uh, AEW, um, if you didn't see uh, the distractions, uh, a brand split draft that yes. they did, uh, over on their Twitch, um, there are so many. Good, they were picking like really good people with like the fortieth pick. Yeah, I was like, and I was like, I legitimately don't know how you could pick that guy any higher. And yet, what a great guy that is to get. 
there there's so many good people uh in this roster now it's just so thick with great talent so now ethan page and scorpio sky they've got a really great thing together they're evil and i really like this this these guys who are just bad dudes who like to screw you up while wearing hawaiian shirts like i like that a lot as a thing and so now he's got a great gimmick he's got a good partner he's ready to actually do some stuff with some great dancing partners and the reward is now you get to work sting in his first match since we all thought he died in the ring that's amazing well, if you're thick with talent and you're looking to do something fun with one of your partners, check out BlueChew.com and use the code Fightful. BlueChew is a unique online experience and service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know they work, but they help you overcome all forms of ED <laughs> and those confidence issues. You can achieve harder, stronger erections to combat all forms of VD and those confidence issues when you use bluechew.com and that code Fightful. When you use that code, you get your first shipment fee. You just put your first shipment free, rather. The fee is zero, but you get your first shipment free. You just pay $5 shipping. Got to pay that mailman. Mailman's got to slang that thing, too. But let me tell you, if the mailman finds out you're using Bluechew, he might be like, hey, where can I get me some of that? And you'll say, what, the Blue Chew? And you might say, oh, yeah, yeah, the Blue Chew. That, that's what it yeah. was. That's that's what I was talking about. It was actually the Blue Chew. Not, not you dick. And oh, you'll, uh, you'll say, you first off, you'll say, how do you know? How do you know that I take Blue Chew? It comes in a discreet package. And the mailman will say, well, buddy, there has been nothing discreet about your package of mail. And by that, I mean your penis, not your mail, because they won't know what's coming in the mail. But <laughs> but they're going to know what's coming. Am I right, Joe? The mail, man. <laughs> the process is simple. The process is simple. <laughs> Sign up at bluechew.com and consult with one of their licensed medical providers. And once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription in days. The best part, it's all done online, except for all that mailman business. Bluechew's licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredient and strength for your prescription. If you don't like swallowing pills, no problem there. It's a chewable bluechew.com code fightful. They cut out the middleman so you don't have to pay all that extra. Oh man, bluechew.com code fightful. They signed with us through the entire year. Man, I love them. Kazarian and Daniels are backstage. Daniels whispers something in uh in the ear of Kazarian, and we got a super chat from Dante V that says Kazarian, the elite hunter. Uh, what what are you thinking about seeing uh, seeing this from Christopher Daniels after that emotional BTE promo, Robert? It's it's really good. I don't think he's done. Kazarian as the elite, he wants to go after all of them. He's going to be a mercenary. It's a good move for Kazarian, even though I feel like he should have been here 15 years ago. Better late than never, as long as he can still go. I'm excited to see what they do for Kazarian as a single. 
Yeah, um, I mean, it's it's probably is time for Daniels to kind of step away. I would love it if he popped up as Curry Man on Darker Elevation, lost somebody that'd be funny. But Alex, how you feeling about this? I I think Kazarian is perfect for like the 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 grizzled guy who like he's like it feels like an old like like a movie like death wish or something or like i'm gonna the the person the people who took out my partner i'm gonna take Mm -hmm. them out one at a time and you'll never know if this is the night where i'm gonna creep up behind you in the dark like that's that's a cool (laughs) thing to do like having him take out guys you could actually do this in a really cool cool way cinematically for like you know guys like you would forgot the whole thing happens all of a sudden Jackson is in one of the Jacksons is in the locker room by himself. And then, then the lights go out. You know what I mean? And, and it's Kazarian. He's there. We haven't seen him in two months, but he's always going to be there hunting the elite. There's a lot of really cool stuff you could do with this. Ryan B. James is RIP Kaz's dad. I know from personal experience, losing your father is hard. Yes, definitely send our condolences. Uh, Aaron Steven says, how many matches do you think rampage will have? I'd say about three, maybe four. If there's a squash, uh, could we see Mox and Kingston versus FTR, says Patrick Johnson. I, I wish you would. Hook it to yeah. my vans. <laughs> I think after the pape, I think so. Yeah. Evan writes, go ahead, sorry. No, I mean, I mean, my thing is I, I think that, that Kingston and Mox are going to have those titles at some point. They're too great an act, and, and Tony Khan is too smart a guy to not see that and put, strap them up at some point. And if you do, the perfect guys to go against them are FTR. Um. So... Evan Wright says Page versus Sky or Page and Sky versus Uno Grayson next week hose me down. I mean, I like this. They very clearly don't have significant plans for Uno and Grayson. So use an established team to put over Page and Sky. Here's here's what I bet won't happen. I bet Page and Sky won't lose via distraction and a roll up ahead yep. of the pay-per-view next week. No, they won't. Evan Wright says, I'm gonna be the nail in your coffin line ruled off yeah, boy. Yeah, good. it did. That was good. Ryan saying Met Moxnetti is the new Lethal Weapon duel. I've only watched <laughs> Lethal Weapon one. I got to watch the rest very, very soon. Josh says, book Charlie Sheen to accompany Mox and Kingston. You know what? Uh, Robert, I think that's a good fit. Yeah, and Charlie Sheen, it's been kind of away from the spotlight for the last 10 years. I think you should bring it back. And somebody uh, says, do it for the Ruthie guys. And them talking about Mox and Kingston <laughs> yeah. sitting along. <laughs> There's somebody who's asking about this crest backstage. What is it all about? Um, a family member does wood burning and they made one that said sap. And I said, that's cool. And I put it in the background of my shot mm-hmm. and that's it. I have teenage mutant Ninja turtle figures behind me. So it's, yeah, I mean, know, I've got to each his own Lex Luger yeah. here. Yeah. I mean, if you want me to get crazy, I've got, cans of whoop ass tea over here <laughs> where you open a can of whoop ass because the people from Hobbs and Shaw sent them to me and I watched that movie last week and god did it suck <laughs> god did it suck let me tell you the people you know what I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not gonna sit here and say that my Facebook friends in Kentucky that sit there and watch The Rock and Jason Statham <laughs> throw a tow truck hitch to a helicopter to save the world won't put on a fucking mask to save their neighbor i'm just saying that's how i had a lot of, i had a lot of the, had a lot of those people putting that movie over to me 
That movie sucked. It ain't for me. I'm sorry, guys. I can't get into the franchise. I cannot suspend my disbelief that much. They were stealing DVD players off a semi-truck in the first movie. They're driving from tower into tower for the next. What are we doing They're here? realistically talking space in the franchise, it's, and it's very strange. I'm going to get buried for that. The pinnacle, this kicked ass. Let me tell you about the best touch of this. They're all eating rare steaks. Yep, of course. Oh, they're all eating rare steaks. Sean Spears wants his drinks. He holds somebody's head down. Then Tully Blanchard throws him money, and he said, this should take care of this, pal. Alex, I know you're going to love this. I I, I love all the touches, all the touches. Like Wardlow drinking like the, the whole bottle and slamming it down yes um uh, uh um cash being just silent about the whole thing like he's internalizing all of his anger i love uh dax's little promo that comes after um uh like mjf stabbing the knife into the table and i i, I said this as soon as they um formed the pinnacle i love the idea of sean spears as the crazy one the guy you can't control, and he's liable to fly off the handle and try and kill you. And the rest, the, the, the waiter just happened to fill up Dax's glass first. And Sean Spears says, That's not good enough. Now I want to murder you. And everyone has to be like, Sean, Sean, it's okay. Sit down. And just the old man, Tully, tossing a, a money clip at the waiter. It's just such great little touches for everybody individualized in this, in this faction. I, I couldn't be more in love with it. And more than that, like you've got these guys who are perfect together and they're all talking seriously. Wardlow's stealing uh, Sean Spears steak as he's trying to murder somebody, which is fantastic. But Sean Spears being the unstable one after being pretty much handcuffed in WWE for all those years is just the best revenge possible. I was there. I mean, I'm sorry, you can't just get a number chant over just by it being that. You have to have something. And he had something. It's just WWE didn't find what it was. They also established this is not going to be a funny stadium stampede. Um, Compared to the Inner Circles promo, when I watched the Inner Circles promo, I said, okay, not bad. It is their time to split up. It is very much their time to split up. Sammy Guevara has outgrown the inner circle. Chris Jericho, it's time for him to move on to other things. Um, The former LAX, it's very clear. It's time for them to move on to other things. I don't know what Jake Hager will do within that. Maybe he'll form a Sirloin Beef Sons of Bitches tag team. Who knows? Um, he got cheered tonight, which was I got text messages asking why are they chant why are they chanting for him? And you know, it's proof anybody can get over under the right circumstances. And tonight they were digging Hager because he, he said he didn't want to be looked at as a little bunch of pansy schoolgirls, which is you know what <laughs> that's that's the thing you want to do. Yeah. Some, just some really low grade misogyny in your babyface promo is fine. <laughs> Ryan says, got to wonder how many times in the past Tully had to pay off a waiter like that. Um, that wasn't his gig, man. That was JJ's gig back in the day. I'm guessing but he, he was the but one. he learned from the best. My guess is he was the one in Spears' shoes threatening to just cave so in knows. a waiter's head. He knows. My favorite thing about all of this is Ortiz 
completely finding a brand new way to hold the mic weirdly. Like we've been talking about Finn Balor holding it like this. No, no, no. I'm going to stab somebody with this mic and that's why I'm going to hold it like this. That's okay. Robert Hayes asks if I know when Moxley and Rhodes will be going on paternity leave. I think Cody said he wasn't. If, if I remember right, I don't know about Moxley. Uh, I don't know how much time they're going to miss in that regard. Sorry. I wish I had an answer for you. Evan Wright says Jake Hager being a final boss and elevation could be, could I be. mean, yeah, I mean, might, might as well, might as well. Jack Murphy says the announcement that ha- has me hype is for Janela versus page next week. They put on a banger at all in. Oh God. I forgot about that. Yeah. He says, I believe Janela gets too much hate. Janela is perfect for what they they're having him do. Yeah. Um, I, I think he's, he's really good with that. I do Aaron- think so. There's something there that regardless of what you think about the deathmatch style of wrestling, yes. Joey Janela is a God to that community. They can really tap into something if they want to tap into Joey Janela. So speaking of Jack Murphy sent another super chat and says, I think it'll be Andrade or the person rumored, um, to be the all out 2020 Joker. Don't know if that was your report, Sean, Nick Gage. That would be a really good shout right yeah. now. Having Nick really Gage good. pop up there, even if it's just for one match, a few matches, it'd be a very nice like recognition of what Nick Gage has done. And that would be really, really great. Uh, Aaron asks if there's any truth to the Cody elite drama or just BS. I'm, I'm working on trying to find out. I, I'm, I, if I if I know, I put it out there. Ryan says, real question, what does Robert have in his room with him? So look, you're going to have to pay a little bit more for the room tour, but I got the forbidden <laughs> door behind me, and we'll get there eventually. I like it. I like it. Save it for the pape. Ricardo says, top to, sh- top to bottom, this show humped hard. Yeah. Nerd Guru says, Kaz should grow a beard and be called Old Man Kaz. Eh. He's still got a, a bit of a younger face, though. I mean, so, I, I don't. If there's if there's some if there's some gray in that stubble, I wouldn't mind seeing him grow out about four days four days growth at all time. Make him look a little extra crazy as he's trying to go elite hunting. Yeah, and if he can grow the hair out, it depends on how long they want to keep this going and just really make it like crazy old man John Wick. Like I can see Kazarian <laughs> pulling that off. Oh, Kenny Omega backstage trying to get Orange Cassidy to give up his title shot. That ain't happening. Orange Cassidy slowly ripping the paper was a great touch. Charlie says Omega can be funny, scary, and serious all at the same time. And I think the promo he cut tonight was perfect. He and Orange have great chemistry. I am so excited to watch that match live. Yeah. The the thing about the this program that's great is Omega is very verbose. Like he talks a lot. So it's perfect to have a guy opposite him who we're all going to cheer for who doesn't say anything. The thing I love about it is they, they're walking in there and they got the best friends with with uh, with uh, in there in the yeah. trainer's room. And the first person to step up to Kenny is Chris Statlander. And I mean, no, we don't actually want to see a match between Kenny Omega and Chris Statlander, but like they tease something really cool about her character there, and that she isn't afraid of the damn world champion. But she doesn't care about anything. She's there to protect her friend, and I thought that was a really cool touch for her character. That, more than anything, brought her closer to 11 on Stranger Things than anything they've done because she's an alien. She's not afraid of anything. Obviously, they can't do the match, but it was nice to see her be the one to say, hey, you're not going to hurt him again. 
I like this. This was a lot of fun. We get Hikaru Shida beating Rebel, not Reba. This match was like, it's all right. Um, fun fact, Reba debuted in 2014. Her first match, I think, was on TV. Every year since then, across every across various companies, she has somehow appeared on national wrestling TV every single year since then. Pretty impressive. Uh, my qualm with this match is how could Sheeta have not seen that coming? She was so like like they were out of place there. But other than that, Sheeta beating Rebel, meh, cool. Why not? This is fine. It's the closest thing to a WWE angle you'll see on a show like this. And it got the job done. I'm just ready to get to the part where it's Britt Baker as champion. Yes. Alex, anything to add to this? Um, no, I I I really like um, uh, Karoshita doing some more submission stuff. I think that's cool. Um, it's gonna it's gonna come down to maybe a little bit of a, a of a segment of that match where it's Britt and and Sheeta trying to trying to counter each other's submission moves and and finding ways out of it. A lot of escapes and stuff. That's gonna be a lot of fun. Couple other shouts. Pack saying he's focused on his match with Omega. Tired of getting screwed over. I just like it. He he's a forever a contender, like almost yeah. always a contender. And ever since he's done this look and all that, I just think it's a good fit. Yeah. Uh, also, Jericho backstage with Dean Malenko. I like the cute <laughs> little fun. exchange. I yeah. love that. Uh, like he's like, "Oh, you're the man of a thousand holds," and Malenko just goes, "Yeah, but you know four more." And I was like, and oh. out of respect to give it back to Malenko, he goes. Yeah, but I forgot some of them. I just like, no, you're the man, not me. I like that. Malenko should have just been like armbar. Yes, <laughs> armbar. One of those. Just a great little touch. I dorked out when I got to interview Dean Malenko a couple of years ago at Starcast. It was a few minutes. That guy is like undercover, funny as hell. Hmm. And fun fact: I know a lot of people might not know this. Nova's character in WWE, Simon Dean, is a rib on Dean Malenko, whose real name is Dean Simon. So I think that is uh, wonderful, but glad glad to see him. I was glad to see Anthony Agogo, the biggest baby face over the past week, except for uh, EJ and Dooku. Um, <laughs> Eloquent says the Ogogo squash ruled. Gun made him look like money. Well, I mean, it was a squash, but it wasn't like. Ogogo was very much like, nobody makes me bleed my own blood. Nobody. So Austin Gunn got over a little bit. But then Ogogo beat the brakes off of old boy. Yeah. Oh, wow. this, was so, this was so good for like a short match. And I don't know what the guy can do. Hmm. Uh, and uh, let, let's talk about the match. We'll say that. Let's talk about the match first. The match is perfect. I mean, everything Agogo has done has been perfect. It's short and sweet and to the point. At this point, Cody needs to forget about the tattoos and get metal just inserted into his body so he can survive the punches. But this was flawless. Yeah, um, and and Gun Gun put him over so great, like all, all the like the, the struggling, like going over to Cody and like somebody help me, you know, just like it just it's great. I, I thought it was all so and wonderful. If you if you ever watched Austin Gun early in his career, he always had that. You could always tell 
from the first time you saw him on a screen, oh, he grew up around Billy Gunn, and it's very freaking obvious because he got all the body language, he got all the the emotion and all that stuff. There were a lot of people that, that looked at that signing as like, oh, well, it's a favor to Billy. And maybe it was, but it's a good favor to Billy if it was. He's working out just fine. They're going to they're gonna build him on the, the lesser shows, and he's going to be able to do stuff like this. And then one day he's going to get a win. Yeah, but why <laughs> didn't Uncle Bart teach him how to throw hands? Oh, That's boy. Because <laughs> like, this poor man got abused by That's him. That's true. That, they should have said that. Like, that that should have been like the the rib that Uncle Bart did not. Well, you know what? Uncle Bart didn't do too hot against boxers either. <laughs> Billy fair. needs to say that on elevation. <laughs> he needs to be like, "Listen, man, it happens to the best of us. Not me, but your Uncle Bart for sure." Yeah. yeah. Ryan says, "Man, can't wait to see Babyface a Gogo beat the snot out of that heel Cody. There All are right. no lies in a Gogo's promos. I think it's time to turn Cody heel." So they. They decided to steer into the skid and just address the issues and have a go-go say, well, I hate America because, and I'm going to list all of these reasons that people are going to say, oh, wow, he's telling the truth. I understand what they were going for with all of this. And I appreciate it as somebody who enjoys the 80s in professional wrestling, but it's a different world now. There are different viewpoints. And even though Cody's experience growing up as the son of Dusty Rhodes should be validated and he shouldn't feel ashamed in loving America, it's not the right time and they're ripping him to shreds. Yeah, like they're just you're coming out draped in the American flag is such a weird thing to do. Uh, just, just it was in any kind of flag. I like that. Oh, that Ogogo was carrying his. Uh, that's fine. But, but Ogogo on social media talking about like, uh, here's flash throwback to the time where I presided over the mar- the the gay marriage of my sister because I was so proud of her that day. Like. This dude's a total baby face. And then he's like, yes, uh, there was also the time where I had all these surgeries in my left eye and, and those injections. I'm 78% blind in my left eye. They said I'd never fight again. This dude's a huge baby face. Yes. How are you not cheering for this guy? It's such a weird thing that they're, they're, they're flexing it into this way of like Cody Rhodes is like, because America, damn it. Yeah. I mean, that's not necessarily enough to counteract the other stuff. Is he a bizarro Bret Hart? Like, is this where we're at? Where it's just, it oh, be. you are the baby face, and we all see it. <laughs> Ryan says we need an Uncle Bart versus Ogogo, and man, Ogogo would paint his ass. Bart's been through enough. Haven't you watched The Dark Side of the Ring on Brawl for All? Come yeah. on. Evan says, give me Austin Gunn on a Japan tour with Juice and Finley. I think oh, that's a really great shout. Yeah. I really like that. I think that's that's a really good one. Jack Murphy says Sheeta needs to lose and turn, maybe join the elite. I would like to see something fresh out of Sheeta for sure. Yeah. And Matt McClure says, when will Cody be back in the main event? And when will Paige be in the main event? Uh, Adam Hangman Page, I would expect in the fall. Cody, I hope this, this heel turn facilitates it. And what I hope he does is say, yeah, I know we had that stipulation, but as it turns out, I make some of the rules here. So yeah. uh, too bad. Like then I, I was like I was thinking to myself I'd really like to become a champion but then I said oh darn I made that thing where I can't but then I said oh wait I'm in charge so now I can all of a sudden like that's an Im- immediate it cancels out all the things before and it makes you hate him even more it's perfect. and and if you criticize it cool you're getting worked <laughs> exactly there you go yeah there you go 
Valer Lasagna says, thought this was an almost perfect all-around show, but I can't understand why Cody Agogo is an American versus foreigner feud. Me either. It should just be you were part of the group that turned on me, and you keep punching my friends in, yeah. like, in the liver. That should what it should be. It shouldn't be about the, the, the foreign th- that, That's a weird thing to do. Otherwise, it might not look so much as it like is, is Cody putting himself over. Jay Brownlee says, great show tonight. Can't wait for next weekend. Will there be, uh, will be there three events. Uh, SRS, are you going to go down for all three events or just double or nothing? I will be landing at 10 p.m. Eastern. So I'll be trying to catch it on my phone as I'm making my way to the hotel. Charlie says, the Bucks and Kenny still seem a bit separate since they came together as heels. Do you think that's part of a story or have they just not had time? I think they're building up separate things right now, which are big in their own right. So I think that's probably why. Yeah. Zach asked for an update on Daniel Bryan. There is none. Uh, apologies for not having an answer for you, but there is none. You best believe I am all over that. I am asking people every single day. I am probably alienating some of my sources <laughs> by asking them so much. Oh, it's so good to see Serena D back. My God. First off, those beautiful boots that she has on. All the time, they contrast her gear. They're really great. I posted a tweet that said that I think that Serena Deeb wrestles like a 35-year-old Bret Hart would if he were around today. And Dax of FTR said, I said that to her almost verbatim. I feel like that's a pretty good guy to have that eye on the Bret Hart comparison there. She beat Red Velvet. That division is coming together, Robert. Whatever they did worked. A lot of it being Serena Deeb, they started with her and built around that to show, hey, you can have good matches. The tequila sunrise that she did, where she just stomps the knee into the ground, was one of the most blatantly vicious things I've seen in a wrestling ring in a while. And she is every bit the veteran that she genuinely is. And it really shows she's so good at this. I don't like that she has a championship for another brand right now. I'd like to see her get into the mix with this brand. Buddy, this brand... I, don't, I don't like that she has the championship for that brand either because Jeremy has gotten me to watch NWA Power, and I want her as far away from that as possible. I don't want her to risk losing a loser-can't-leave NWA match. <laughs> I don't want to even – I don't want them to pull like a, a – what is it, an Atlanta screw job? <laughs> A Georgia studio screw job or anything? Oh, yeah. boy. Uh, and Red Velvet is kicking ass. Now, that Tequila Sunrise you mentioned, Robert, in a lot of wrestling territory, so to speak, they would consider that a heel move. Not me. It is a move within the confines of the rules of pro wrestling. And what it looks like to me is that woman wants to win real bad. Well, it's and that's what I love. She she had that exact same move locked in on red velvet earlier in the match and Red Velvet didn't tap out. Yes. Well, it's like, well, this is how I'm going to get you. You are going to tap out to this now after I do this to you, because I want to keep my title. Like I, I, it'd be, it'd be weird if she was like just smashing the knees all over the time from, from the beginning of the match on, but she tried this move regular and red velvet says, no, I'm not tapping out. And so she had to Hulk it up. And I thought that was fine. I thought that that showed Serena Deeb is going to do anything she possibly can to win, keep that title. That's good. 
Guys, get in your super chats. We are heading down the home stretch, and we have some about this match, probably the most about this match than anything. Kevin Seat says, winner actually loses and has to appear on NWA tapings. <laughs> Chris says, always love watching Serena wrestle. I really enjoyed the extra edge she showed on the submission holds. It is just masterful. Bret Hart's one of my favorite to watch in the ring, and as I'm watching her do stuff, I'm like, that's very Brett. That's very Brettish. Uh, Biomonkey says, I think Deeb is my favorite AEW wrestler, bar none. Boy, and I like that there kind of is a secondary women's title in in AEW. I I just kind of wish Tony Khan would just buy the NWA, and by that I mean use the studio to tape Dark and Elevation, and then keep the titles. Uh, Josh says, "Love Serena Deeb's women's one hundred or one thousand holds shirt." Like she's just, she's getting it, Robert. Like she understands it. She is so over right now. And it's so strange that so many companies have let her go. WWE had her as a coach. She could offer so much in the ring. I I can't believe that right now she's technically tied to the NWA. I'm with you. I hope Tony, Tony Khan just buys the rights, buys the belts. Hey, maybe don't, you know, maybe take a year off a wild thing and just buy this. Cause the rest of the business <laughs> use that. Oh, man. Uh, Chop Pone says the AEW women's division really got great, didn't it? Deeb versus Velvet was match of the night. I mean, you got Sheeta as a year-long champ. She will hit the year-long mark. Britt is the, the woman, the next champion. Chris Statlander is back, and all the complaints I had about her work have evaporated. They are gone. Red Velvet has emerged. You've got... You've got uh, Serena Deeb doing awesome. Thunder Rosa just hanging out doing Spanish commentary most of the time, waiting for, for her next shot. She's she's ready to go. And I haven't even scratched the surface yet. There are so many more. Jade Cargill is being protected. There's a lot of there's a lot to like. New Punk Rant said that Velvet and Deeb made him tear up. MJF cut another legendary promo. Blondes are money, and AEW is the best, and that women's division is so good. But agree. Nerd Guru dropped this one that said, Cody, after he beats a go-go, if I can change and you can change, everybody can change. <laughs> Super American Cody ain't working, brother. Well, I'll tell you where he lost me on the America thing, where I was listening to a Conrad Thompson, Eric Bischoff podcast. And by the way, Eric Bischoff loved our rundown of the Harlem Heat theme, Alex. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, wow. Where Conrad reveals that Cody is saying that American Made is Hogan's best theme. WCW went, and I'm thinking, it ain't even top three. <laughs> like, you, you can't put it above Real American. You can't, you definitely can't put it above Voodoo Child. No. And you definitely can't put it above the NWO. You know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, the Wolfpack theme is also better. <laughs> so it's maybe top five. He's just trying to get the Jimmy Hart podcast locked in. It's a different <laughs> oh. thing for him. Evan Wright says, if Kylan King isn't signed yet, shame on them. They got it. They better sign her. They better have her locked down to some degree. Man, you're talking about a six-foot-one woman who can move and is a real product of AEW Dark. Uh, and she went 10-2 and two on that show. Then she faced Allie, and it's like, okay, Allie's facing a girl that's 10 and two. It's going to be a bit of a challenge. And it was a bit of a challenge. It was a 10 minute match. Kylan King rules. They got to sign her. Ryan says, as much as we love the current stuff in AEW, their future in every division looks great. Acclaimed jungle express. Yeah. The tag team. Look at that. 
all of these names. I'm not going to go through them all, but they've got people on deck. And Robert, that's what I like. There's always somebody on deck, even if it's immediately or like a year down the line. Dark, even if you don't watch it, has proven to be very effective for the brand because they um they build guys. They build the varsity blondes. Varsity blondes, technically, Brian Pillman, I saw a super chat about this, is signed to another company still. Yep, but yep. that's I got that's, I get some on that in a minute coming up soon because he needs to go and he needs to be the star he's destined to be. Dante says Kylan King owns Dark right now. She's great. Um, yes, she is. She is somebody that you guys are going to like. I know a lot of you don't watch Dark and Dark Elevation. That's fine. I'll keep you up to date on it. Just watch this show. You'll be all right. Kylan King is one to watch for. She's been working for them since uh, almost a year now on dark and elevation and they they can tell that she's going to be something really good and she can do a whole lot of things miro archer listen man i don't need a build for this tell me they're they're big sweaty men slapping meat that's why i watched wrestling as a kid yeah uh uh yeah no i don't i don't necessarily need a build for it but i'll take um, Miro cutting promos, just just spouting off about stuff like like Motherhawk. You say everybody dies. Well, everybody does die, but I insist that you will be first. Like, oh my god, I love this dude. He's just this is the kind of unchained Miro. This is what we always wanted Rusev to be able to be yes. as heel in WWE, and he's here now, and he's it, and I'm so into it. And I think he had to show that soft tame side to really show you the contrast. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise it'd just be like, Oh, okay, <laughs> cool. Cool. Um, but I really, really like this. We have a super chat. Matt McClure paid $5 to tell us how much Kenny Omega sucks. He says, Omega's character sucks. Ring work is only half of what matters to me in wrestling. I need good character work and I hate Omega's character. I can definitely see why his character would not be for some people. A lot of his delivery over the past couple months have been past the point of satire and to the point of self-satire for me, and I definitely don't like that. But you know what I do like? I like Fightful Magazine. Check it out, guys. FightfulMag.com. If you haven't, you can subscribe. We've got the physical editions now. We're already working on issue three as well. We've got the greatest story never told. It's about the fake AWA, and let me tell you, it is as crazy as you can imagine a fake AWA is. I did making a finisher with Rhino talking about the gore, talking about going through the SmackDown set through a shopping cart. We took a look at Bobby Lashley's journey, to the top of WWE. Every month or every issue, we have the mailbag and my last word. We have an interview with Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, part two. We have a feature on uh, wrestling mega fans, uh, some of the biggest cheats in boxing history, wrestling's greatest angles, Flair versus Funk uh, by Joe Holbert. Uh, we look at Mike Tyson's punch out. There's so much in there. And uh, even beyond that, Matt Cardona makes his writing debut. Uh, and of course, Taylor Taylor uh, Hendricks is in there too, doing all kinds of great stuff. Fightfulmag.com, physical and digital editions. Check it out, my friends. Oh, the main event of AEW Dynamite. And this was prefaced by a really good Varsity Blondes promo, I thought and a great way to introduce Julia Hart because AEW does hear you all that you might not watch Dark or Elevation. You might not have any idea who Julia Hart is or that she's with them 
Well, now you do. And she played a role in this match. I thought it was a really good match. Uh, Brian Pillman was not wrestling four years ago. Uh, and now he is main eventing AEW Dynamite a couple weeks after I had people local to my area say, is that the Brian guy that that you know? When they were watching Viceland, of all things. Like, it's... Four, four years ago, he was RKOing people into a pool at a North, Northern Kentucky party wearing a Speedo. And now it's like... It, it is a very, like, he is his father's son type of thing. Like, you see it. The cold spray continues to be funny to me. I think it's very entertaining. Alex, how'd you feel about this match? Um, this is the, the, the Bucks are absolutely the type of heels who don't need to cheat to beat you, but they like to cheat to beat yes. you because it, because it pisses off the fans more. And that's the kind of cheating that the, the distractions, the interference that I don't mind because they are very much aware that they could beat you if they wanted to, but they didn't have to try hard and they don't want to try hard. They just want to beat you and it's perfect for them. Um, and I thought that that Pillman uh, did such a great job, uh, like being the babyface in peril for so much of this, like like selling so much, all those those kicks. I love the part where he got he kept on getting kicked by them, and then he stood up, he caught one of their kicks, threw that guy's foot into the other guy, and then it hit a great super kick. Like he's got a lot of really. He's got a lot of the, the, the makings. You can tell, like, he's only yeah. been doing this for a few years. What's he going to be like in another 10? Like, like if he decides to keep doing this, he's got a lot of uh, innate abilities. And I think that, that uh, also, if you watch that, that uh, Dark Side of the Ring, like, you watched his story with, with his stepfather, his abusive stepfather. Like, after that, I was watching that. I was like, well, well, now it's official. There's nobody I'm rooting for more than Brian Pillman Jr., seeing what he came from, what he had to overcome to get to this point. Like he's definitely a guy you want to root for. And uh, they, I mean, I have seen him grow up personally. Like he is, he's had a lot of personal growth in that period. Yeah. Uh, We have a couple super chats about this. August three says who to F is Griff Garrison. He's money. So is Brian Pillman jr. And Julia Hart that shoe jacking. Can't wait to pick them up at Goodwill. Uh, yeah, after this match, Mox and Kingston come out and steal the shoes. And let me tell you, Robert, Kingston is a little bit more experienced at that than Moxley. <laughs> and this is perfect for Kingston's character. It's very street. They're wearing $10,000 shoes and they're bragging about it. Of course, they stole it. And Moxley's no slouch. He's a guy who used to go to the library and do coke for fun. So, I mean, these guys, it couldn't be any more of a dichotomy from the Young Bucks. But this tag match was so much fun. And the Varsity Blondes, if they keep them together, are going to be a tag team to be reckoned with for years because everybody loves Pillman and so do I. But Griff Garrison is rapidly becoming the money guy here. That hot tag is insane he gets it he's excited to be there and you gotta think three years ago he probably would have thought i'll never get to wwe maybe i'll just wrestle locally forever and now he's got a bright future and julia hart is great for the package too because it adds more to the team and of course tapping the pillman kid out to the sharpshooter is probably the best 
nod you can give. We got a super chat saying, "Want to put this out here? Julia Hart is 19 and gives off serious early NXT Alexa Bliss vibes. I hope they signed mm-hmm. her already. I think it's because of the blonde and the, the the blue, the colors and stuff. But she's she's a little bit different, but she fits really, really well with all that." Uh, Eloquent says, "Young Lion Cutler has added a lot to the Bucks Act. He really has." Yeah. And Rob Reed says, uh, "Brandon Cutler makes him bust out laughing. He knows his role. He knows that he is." The young bucks buddy yeah and that's okay man you can get over doing that you can get over doing that kim chi says the main event humped what is brian pillman jr's contract status with mlw and AEW currently roll also that roll-up had me absolutely convinced yes the small package sold me yeah, a ticket Yeah, totally did i was like they're, they're gonna do this <laughs> they're gonna do this um Brian Pillman Jr. is under contract till July with MLW. MLW has July tapings. Do not know if he's working those tapings yet. And Kim Chi had asked that again uh, and said, much love from Kyrgyzstan. Thank you so much. I appreciate the, the generosity with the super chats. I really do, guys. I can't tell you guys how much that, that goes to like giving our staff raises and stuff. Next Friday... I won't be here, but we're going to have two shows. We're going to have a post-Smackdown show. We're going to have a show at like midnight, I guess. Please swing by there and donate Super Chats. Please share those shows. I can't tell you how important that stuff is. Uh, and, of course, I'll send them any notes if there's like any skeez I uncover. Christopher Jazzcat says, The Omega Callus We Care thing was too real, reminiscent of corporations pretending to care about employees while yeah. exploiting them at the same time. I thought it worked. Yeah, it worked. It worked really yeah. well for them too. And it was it was a really good way of playing off of the injury. Like, yes. no, I mean, well, here's the thing: S- sign this thing that 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 gets you out of this match, and then you'll have another one later. It'll be fine. Which is like one of those things that I thought they might actually do if the injury was severe enough. They could have pulled uh, uh, Orange out of this match and just done a one on one with Pac and Kenny. But this, I'm, I'm glad they're not enough to do that, but it was a, an option. That's why it worked as a, as a scene. Nerd Guru says, I don't know if this is pushing it, but why don't the Bucks go for the Impact Tag Titles? Might as well do as their leader does. What do you think? They'll get uh, there. Yeah. I honestly think they're waiting for Alex Shelley to wrestle again, and then they'll be there the next week to take the Tag Titles off. And... um there was a couple more super chats. Evan Wright said, you say everybody dies, but I suggest you be first. Incredible line. Yeah. Miro rules. I know Alex loves it. As I, I do. Me and Alex are good on like the eighties, like heel villain lines. Like it, it, it works for him really, yep. really well. Yep. Ryan says, I never understood why everyone thought Miro and AEW had been let down. Miro's character worked with Kip. So it made me invested in a big monster heels with personality is always 10 times better than generic. Got to be layers. You got to be Shrek esque. You got to be the monster, but you have some layers. Like maybe you want a damn parfait. Who knows? Then maybe you want to kick somebody's ass. Maybe you want to sing some Smash Mouth. You never know. You never How know. How will that work out? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what works out tomorrow. The distraction. Check it out. Three p.m. Eastern. But I've also got an interview with Allison K dropping tomorrow, and um, I've got a. a a bit of impact business that I just confirmed. It's probably going to go up on fightfulselect.com tomorrow. Please subscribe to Fightful Select. We had over a hundred signups today. Uh, I can't tell you how important that is. We operate 
effectively at cost for this site. Uh, ain't nobody getting rich off of fightful.com. Uh, but we, any money we make, we reinvest into the site. So thank you all so much for that. Alex, tell the people what you got going on. Uh, well, I, I, I didn't get to bring this up before, but, uh, but also behind me, besides the tree, Ninja turtles, I also have I always had sting. Oh, it's sting. Sting. Oh no. I have both stings. Actually, they're my, they're my uh, daughter's favorite action figures. I have You've been stung and she always makes them fight each other. And I'm like, oh, that's a weird no. interdimensional thing that I don't know if it's one's Jeff Farmer and the other one's sting. There, there you go. That makes sense. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at uh alex sour graps i do the tuesday uh post nxt show and then i do uh things on fightful select for where i talk about uh you know things like you know zombies and and stuff like that for, from raw and then uh smackdown which is which is much better than raw but still not perfect so i i can't i can't help but find things wrong with it and then i get angry it's a thing robert d felice what do you get going on yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Dude Felice. Follow me pretty much everywhere at Dude Felice. Maybe I'll have some things in the works coming soon. You know, I talk into a microphone quite a lot, not just on this show. So follow me on Twitter. Check out what I've got going on, and I'll maybe have some more decor for you guys next week, since that seems to be a thing. Guys, thank you all so much. I'm off to play Stranded Deep until 4 a.m. and then pass out for three hours. Until next time, we're out. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.